Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Well, hello and welcome to another of the Pearls of Wisdom podcast series. And this episode, once again, sits in with the International Women's Day title. And I know anyone listening is going to think, but it's gone International Women's Day. That was in March. But the actual idea and what it stands for lasts for the whole year. And we had so much interest When I started the International Women's Day Project, I have interviews going right the way through until September. So you will find that there will be new interviews and new episodes coming up every month and sometimes it's every week. So without further ado, I am going to introduce you to my wonderful guest for today. My guest is Deanna Thomas. Deanna, welcome. It is wonderful to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. Oh, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Before I start asking you the questions, I'm going to go back to social media because this is how this whole project started. I had a little memory message pop up four years ago when I'd spoken for International Women's Day. So I shared it with just this one little question. Would anyone like to get together and do something for International Women's Day? And it kind of went mad. (laughs) So everyone, and this is how you and I connected. And it's so wonderful. So from there, I've gone to your Facebook profile. So I will read that out and that will be the introduction. I will ask you back. I'm going to ask you back, lovely lady, to be a regular guest. And then I can do the introduction and all the titles. But for this one, we're just doing the profile. So Deanna Thomas is a trainee acupuncturist, Reiki master teacher, wellness advocate, author, aura and tarot reader. Oh, I love that. You know I'm going to ask you questions about that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you for asking questions. Everybody loves, wants to know more, so it's nice. Brilliant, brilliant. So without further ado, ado Deanna, I'm going to ask you the first question, which could be the only question. It could be one of many. But because it's International Women's Day as the subject, I'm asking each and every one of my guests for this series to give us a breakdown of your career to date. So that anyone listening, it could be young girls just starting their career and they can be inspired and empowered by your story. Could be someone still at school that doesn't know what options to take and listen to what you've done and thought, right, I want to do that. It could be someone looking to pivot their career and they're going to think yes they want to follow what you've done so this is my first question to you could you share your career to date please of course I could yeah I'd love to um so my journey really started in my teenage years really trying to find where I fitted into the world and trying to find out who I was and what I wanted to do 
Um, and I started to explore working with cards and working with people and, and doing readings and connecting into energy that was around me and that was also from, from people in the spiritual side of this, of life as well. So that's really where I started. But it wasn't until my nana passed away that it really started to accelerate and open up to me because my nana was also a medium. So she was coming and visiting me and I was having lots of really strange experiences that I really had no I'd had no other experience of. So they were really quite uncomfortable. And I remember going to see a spiritual medium and she bringing my nana through and communicating and confirming for me what was happening around me. And it's a funny place when you go into a place of grief, when you've lost somebody close, it's awful and uncomfortable, but also it kind of helps you come back and connect to who you are and, you know, really ask those deep questions of what's going on in the world and is there more to life than what meets the eye? So that was really the starting point of me coming into a spiritual path um, and coming along to, to where I am now. And my journey has been quite interesting because it's got me into all sorts of weird and wonderful places. Um, but it's helped me to kind of connect to who I am and discover my own gifts to help others. Um, so I trained as a reflexologist in 2003 went on to do my my Reiki and my uh, Reiki master teacher course um, and just to be able to hold space for other people and help facilitate their own healing is a is a wonderful gift to be able to do and have um, and then I kind of got into really into my reflexology and I was having all sorts of these amazing experiences where I'd be working on people and I'd be picking up thoughts and feelings from them or I'd be aware of energy in the room and of loved ones coming forward. And obviously that wasn't always the right space or the right time to be able to, to pass that on and, you know, to, to, to go further into detail of that. But it started to open up my own awareness and my own curiosity as to what was going on. And it wasn't until I really started to get into work, body work and understanding, you know, how we hold energy within the body and how emotions become trapped within our body that it really started to get me curious. That actually, there's a little bit, there's something else going on here that I can't not always see, but I'm aware and I can feel it and sense it. Um, so the past three years I've been doing a degree in acupuncture over in York a wonderful college and you know it's been a really I won't I'm not going to sugarcoat it it's been the hardest journey of my life you know it's been so challenging but so full of growth um, and I'm getting ready I'm kind of getting in 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 that space of kind of wanting to complete it and you know looking at where I'm going to take the world of traditional Chinese medicine out and help other people you know because it's a wonderful form of medicine yeah but it's got me really fascinated in how sophisticated our bodies are, that they know what we, what they're doing without us even, you know, trying to interrupt or in, inconvene. So it's been really, really an interesting journey in that respect. But it's also just opened up the energy and the energy pathways to me even more. Because one of the things that I've been doing for the past two years is capturing people's auras, taking a photograph of them. And then tuning into where they are in their emotionals and spiritual and physical energy um, and giving them some insight and guidance into it that can help them in everyday life. And it's it's wonderful. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, and I think that, you know, we're all 
we're all got so a lot of us have got magnetic personalities when we're in a good state of health and well-being haven't we you know it's some people you can come across can just light up a room or light up the audience or light up the atmosphere and you know colors no different so our energy is all around us and all within us and often it gets stuck or can get blocked depending on what we're going through or how we're looking after ourselves or what's going on in our world so it's just been an incredible journey aside from that I've had a spiritual center up in the northeast and I've spent I would say around seven and a half years building that up you know, holding space for other people, facilitating, you know, as working there as a therapist as well, doing different therapies from Indian head massage to Vedic foot rituals, all sorts of wonderful different commodities that just help support the mind, body and spirit to rebalance and, you know, give that give us that space when we've been so busy going from one thing to the next. But I've come out of that quite recently, quite earlier on in the year, because I wanted to kind of take my, go back to myself and just check in where I was on my path yeah. and kind of reflect on where I'm going and what I really want, because I believe that we only get one shot at this life. You know, we might have had past lives, we might have future lives, but we've got to be present and focus on the now and where we're going. Yeah. And the only person that's ever responsible for our happiness is us, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, it's just so important to check in where you are and make sure that you're in alignment with what you want. And if you're not, then you can kind of make changes and, and work towards your goals and your aspirations to create the life that you do want. You know, everything's a work in progress, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think that the last three years has really taught me just to appreciate where you are on your journey and what you're doing, because nothing lasts forever. You know, and even with my degree, it'd be coming to a point of conclusion soon where I won't be so busy with everything I'm having to do to, you know, to, to complete it. But just to enjoy where you are and make the most of the experience, because experiences are very hard to come by these days, especially when you've got things, you know, that require you to learn a lot and up level your growth and push you out of your comfort zone. You know, and I'm still being challenged, but it's a wonderful thing. I, it's growth, isn't it? It is. And I think the more you do it, the more you push yourself, that's where you see the biggest shift. Absolutely. Every time you do that, it's easier. Once you've done it a few times, and yet I've done it, I mean, it's where they say feel the fear and do it anyway. If you do something that makes you feel uncomfortable, that you get the butterflies in your stomach because you're scared, but yeah. you push yourself to do it, that sense of achievement when you're through the other side yeah. is fantastic. And then the more you do it, the butterflies are still there, but you're braver and you, you don't worry quite so much because, you know, yes, this is going to be a good movement. And with the energy side, the more work you do on yourself and you push through those barriers, the higher your energy is, your connection with spirit becomes higher and Amazing. everything. I mean, the work I've done recently my guides are absolutely loving it because I know my purpose I know my passion I know exactly what myself and my guides are working to so I'm fully aligned to them and the angel numbers I've seen this weekend blow you away I mean seraphim angel numbers the lot all coming in it's wonderful <laughs> Yeah, just bear with me too. My, my children are just going out the house and making a little bit of noise. It's that time of evening. Will you close the door for me, please, Darcy? Thank you. 
Sorry, the joys of being at home with three children. <laughs> all good fun. So aside from all that work as well, in the theme of International Women's Day, you know, I'm really in a place at the moment where I'm trying to empower other women to, to embrace what it is that they really want out of life, to overcome their challenges, you know, because we all have different upbringings. We all come from a different different place. Um, and we're all we've all got our own unique challenges as well, haven't we? So I've recently just written a book um, as a co-author with a wonderful project um, that's all about worthiness and overcoming feelings of, you know, those feelings that we've often allowed ourselves to kind of hold on to where I can't do it. I'm not good enough. This isn't for me. I'm not capable. All those things that we maybe have been conditioned, whether it be from families, friends, society. Or even if we've just put our taught ourselves those, we've got to overcome that programming, haven't we, to kind of push ourselves and grow. So I've just recently finished writing a book, a chapter in the book, and I'm looking forward to that being published. Um, and I've also, alongside of that, um, I've also just recently uh, created a deck of essential oil cards. Yeah. Because I'm loving working with oils. This is another thing that kind of connects into my pathway in being that because I've been doing acupuncture and it's taught me the, the value of how the body holds on to emotions. And when emotions get stuck, that's where we cause an imbalance. And it's where, you know, health problems can, can manifest if left over a long time. If we don't deal with the things that are causing us uncomfortable, uncomfortableness, then it can it can cause further problems along the road. Um, so what I found was essential oils are a really powerful way, other than acupuncture needles, of course. Essential oils are a really powerful way that can really help you overcome emotions and support you through that healing. Okay. Um, so I created a wonderful deck of 54 cards and featured on essential oils, but I, I created them so that they tap into the emotional and spiritual benefits of essential oils. And it's really bizarre because I'm not quite sure what I was really thinking when I was creating them because I was creating them from a space of being just completely, wow, I'm so excited. This is joyful to do. I love being creative. Um, but what I found is since we've we've brought them out into the world, that they're actually a really powerful divination tool. Um, but they're also a tool that can support you with working with oils and your own healing. Um, but they're just beautiful. Can I show you them? Definitely, definitely. I was just going to say, have you got any for us to see? Yeah. So this is the box, and I've just grabbed them out the box, um, and they're absolutely beautiful. So there's 54 cards, and they're just incredible. So can I draw you a card, Phil? Yes, please. Yes, please. all right? Yes. <laughs> so they're just, they're just uh, they've been an absolute joy to create, and it's been wonderful just to, to birth them out into the world. Um, so I've got oregano, which is all, which is a herb, but it's also essential oil, um, and it's a really powerful herb. And this oil is all about helping you to overcome things, having a bit of a clear out, get you know, releasing things that are no longer working for you, and also connecting into your spirituality and your spiritual path to create new moving forward. Which would I, I feel like you would really resonate with that? Would that be fair to say? It does definitely, definitely. 
And each card comes with a beautiful mantra. And the idea of a mantra is it's a statement that we can, you know, that we can put into our energy to give not only our mind a tool to focus on, um, but also to, to bring in change on an energetic level as well. So the mantra on this one is, I freely let go of all that is no longer serving me. So there's a sense of freedom there with that, isn't there? There is. There is. You know. So yeah, so that's the oil. That's my oil cards, my magic mantra cards, I've called them. And they're up for an award. Oh, wonderful. They are. They're up for an award, but I won't know for a while. I'm thinking till around October as to whether or not they win. Um, you know, it's gone. I've been told that it's gone to a judging panel and that they'll let me know in due course what they decide. So you never know who's watching you. You never know. You never know where things are going to go with my cards or, you know, but be lovely. It'd be wonderful to see them. Can, can, can the listeners, can we can we do a link in the description? Can we, can we vote for your cards and move it up? Oh, I wish, if, if I find out that I can get people to vote, then I will let you know. Right. Um, but as of yet, it's all, it's kind of a not in the public eye, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they are in they are in an award, so it's really exciting, and I've got my fingers and my toes crossed. <laughs> to all the listeners, we will definitely share all the links. So thank you. Um, we share the links to your books, and when it comes out, because I know you said it's quite close to being published, so we will share the links for that and the links to your cards, so that everyone can make sure that they've got those on their list. Oh, and thank it's you. It, it's so brilliant to have something your passion you've taken it onto a business level and you've produced things so not only have you got your services you've now got um products that are complementary complementing your services and it's just wonderful i just love everything you are doing do you find that i mean you mentioned your family earlier do you find that your children follow you are they are they entrepreneurial because they've seen that's what mum's doing no not really at the moment they're a little bit young so I've got three children at home uh two sons and a daughter and they're in the ages of like nine eight and four and um my daughter's starting to have an awareness of me talking about angels and talking about crystals and trying to, you know, showing a bit of an interest. My son loves my aura camera. You know, mummy, can I put, can I, can I have a picture of my aura to look at? What colours am I today? My youngest son, he doesn't. Um, and what's really been quite, quite hard, quite an, a, you know, a tough journey over the past couple of two, last two years at least, is it's come to light that my son's autistic. And that's kind of been very challenging. But, you know, um, it wasn't something I was initially expecting. Well, none of us really expect it, do we? But it took me by surprise because my other two children, you know, they're quite they're, they're quite advanced. They're quite older and they're quite settled. So it's been challenging. But, you know, he's very well loved and he's, he's, a, he's very clever and he's a lovely little boy. But um, it'd be interesting to see whether he opens up and, 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 you know, is aware of things more spiritually moving forward. But it's not something I really want to kind of put in their way and make it enforce it in any shape or form. Do you know? Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to say. Time will tell. With my daughter, she chose to go completely different. I mean, yes. She intellectually, she's like me. She's done her degree and she did her master's and she's gone on and she's doing very well. My son, on the other hand, 
seems to think mum's a never-ending bank and will say, I get a message, mum, you know I love you, followed by mum, can I have some money, please? But having said that, he's got a heart of gold and he's probably the most spiritual of both of my children. I mean, they've picked up, I stopped my I stopped my gift for ages because people said I was a cat, catalyst. And then I went back into law of attraction. I started meeting with my guides and my gifts have just gone through the roof from that. So it's been lovely. But my son, even from when he was probably about seven, used to have dreams and his dreams would come true. And it's my, my dad was poorly. Um, my son had had a dream and he popped in and he said, because my parents live quite close and on his way to school, he said, Granddad, I wanted to check on you to check you were OK. And my dad said, of course I'm OK. What are you on about? That day he was rushed into hospital with heart failure and had to have a triple heart bypass. And my son had seen it in a dream. My goodness. He sees all these things and he, he, he loved dreams about me. And he said, Mum, you bring me. He said, Mum, I just need to know you're OK. I've had one of my dreams again. And I say, yes, I'm fine, I'm fine. But he always checks to see. And he lost a very close friend and child when he was younger. And I remember he came down to me and he said, Mummy said, Nicoletta's okay. She's with the angels because they've just come to visit me. And when they know that at that age, they're so innocent and it's just wonderful. So he's got some of my gifts, but he doesn't use them at the minute. I think he will. But he gets a bit older, that. <laughs> Sometimes it can be both a blessing and a curse, can't it? When you're seeing things that you've got no control over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and most of the time you wouldn't want anything bad to happen to anyone you love. No. So it can be quite uncomfortable and quite a challenge to accept those gifts. Yeah. You know, blessing. But it is, this is what, so us, I mean, they're both grown up now. I mean, my son's 29 and my daughter's 26. So that's aged me completely. But <laughs> yes, they, they, they're doing their thing and it's lovely. But as children, I mean, I can remember sitting in our kitchen. We had a kitchen diner and we're sitting down having our tea and the gravy jug levitated off the table, and moved across and went back down again. And it was just me and my daughter in the room. And we looked at each other and said, that happens a lot, doesn't it? And we just carried on eating. But it's the sort of thing you remember. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Not your average story, is it? No, no. <laughs> but then if people work with spirit and work in certain ways, these are things you're used to seeing. And yeah. I, I've, like I said, I'd seen it all my life and I'd stopped it because people said I was a catalyst. And, of course, then I think my son and my daughter have got some of those gifts as well but they don't necessarily use them it's good though that you've stepped into your authentic self now and you're shining your light and sharing and helping and inspiring other people around you though the world needs that and this is where because I'm corporate I've done I've always had my own company, but I've always contracted to corporate. So I've got massive companies on my CV. And then the last probably five years, I've been mixing spirituality, law of attraction. And you think, oh, that doesn't work. Like my current client, when I was asked to introduce myself to the whole of the team, I went through my LinkedIn profile and I said, I'm a digital communications consultant. I'm a business and spiritual coach. And I went on podcast host and everything. Uh, every time 
when I had my one-to-one meetings, just to be introduced, every one of them picked up and they said, you said you were a spiritual coach. I'd love to hear more. And that's owning your truth. And that's coming from corporate. Amazing. And it, it makes a difference. And it is, it's like you said, when you're your authentic self and you truly embrace it in every way, everything moves for you. It moves for you so quickly and you bring in exactly what you're supposed to. And once you've got your passion, like with you, with the cards, with the training, with everything you do, it's all coming together. With the book, it's everything is just coming together and aligned the way it should be. I think as well, a lot of us spend so long blocking those gifts and blocking that path. Yeah. Because we deny ourselves of being worthy of it, don't we? You know, or we allow other people to talk us out of what we really want. I mean, there were times, I mean, I had things happen that really scared me. They scared me, Jesus, out. I mean, they really, really did. I mean, beginning of my career, I sort of fell into everything. And I used to run pubs, so I ended up, I'm in pubs. Mostly they're sort of six, built in the 1600s or things, wow. and the places I've worked had some spooks when I worked in Oxford. The pub I worked in was just down the road from where um, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis used to meet and have their meetings before they started writing their books. And our pub, everyone was saying, oh, yes, have you met George yet? And I'm saying, George, what are you talking about? And George was the landlord of the pub in the 1600s. And we used to live above the pub. And we used to close the door at night and it would be like a really solid door. We had just a little window in the centre. And as soon as I closed it, I always used to look through and check that everything was okay. But when I checked, this person was looking back at me. And the easiest way to explain it was someone, you know, like Geppetto from Disney's Pinocchio. And and a mixture between that and Einstein, where you've got the, the mad hair and the glasses and everything they were wearing a leather apron like you would if you were working with the barrels. And when I described what I'd seen, it was the landlord of the pub in the 1600s, so I'd met George. And we used used to put, because we'd have the cleaners coming in, we put the chairs on the tables so that the cleaner could just come in in the morning and vacuum. And some mornings come down and chairs would be put on top of each one on top of the other and everything, and that was George. And it was, I mean, it was okay when there's lots of people there, but when you're the only one in the pub and these things happen, I used to work in the kitchens and I'd do the cooking and we used to make pizzas and we'd have the tomato puree, we'd use the base, frozen bases, the, the tomato puree bowl lifted off the surface so you can see there's a pattern here, lifted mm. off the surface, out onto above the floor and just smashed onto the floor. And everyone looked and I thought, so I've been seeing things all my life. <laughs> it's, it's just certain times I just tried to block it out because it, it did get scary. When it's stuff like that, I mean, now I've been taught how to ground and how to put my bubble around me so I know I'm safe. At that time, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I reckon I was probably this Belisha beacon going off, come to me, come to me. I've got all this ex- this energy and anything and everything was coming to me. <laughs> But we do learn. a learning journey for you there, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, it has, it has. But either way, now I know 
what I can do and how to keep myself safe, yeah, it makes such a difference. It really does make a difference. And it's I'm loving it. You can probably hear the passion in my voice. And it it does make a difference. And we go back to when when it's young girls choosing what do they want to do, do what you love and just stick to it and stay true to it. Because yes, I do the corporate side. But now I stand up and I say I do spirituality. I fully embrace that. And it hasn't affected any of the contracts I've got. In fact, most people come and speak to me, like I said, and they say, well, actually, yes, I do that. And they meditate and they're, and they're talking about the books they've read. And I'm thinking, wow, why didn't I do this before? Because it, it makes such a wonderful gap, a, a step, a bridge to actually connect with people on so many different ways. It does, it does. It's all about putting that positive energy out as well, isn't it? You know, supporting one another and building that community and that hope and that inspiration. It's it's a positive and you know, I believe it's a positive I wouldn't quite necessarily call it a religion, but a way of life, you know. Yeah. You know, I'd I I'm not a big believer in being spiritualist as as a religion, but that's my own personal preference. Yeah. You know, but I do believe there's more to this life. I know there is, you know, we as you probably most do, you know. And it's, it's, it's just knowing that and embracing what you love. And I think where we've shared, like like we say, we go back to the fact that, yes, we've started a business. We're both business women, but yeah. we've used our passion and we do services. And I've just brought products online. I shared them at the um, Pale Retreat just this past weekend and everything because I suddenly thought, well, no, this is com- going to complement the services that I offer. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, I don't know if you find the same, but sometimes it's easier to sell a product than it is to sell a service. When you're selling a product, it's a simple always yes, no. Whereas if it's a service, sometimes people think about it more carefully I don't know if you found that I, I can certainly resonate with that yeah yeah for sure it, it, it's um, it's getting that balance right isn't it because your tools can come in alignment with what you do and support people a little bit further you know than you having to be there in person with them can't they yeah yeah and it does it, it is that way I mean you obviously know what your purpose and passion is. Do you? Yeah. Would Would you share what your purpose is? Yeah. So my purpose is to help other people and facilitate their own healing path, facilitate their own healing. So I'm a big believer that there's so many of us that are healers, and often healers, as healers, we go through things in life that are really, you know, hard and full of struggle. It, and I liken it to the analogy of a lotus growing through the mud. You know, a lotus is a beautiful flower, but to become a beautiful flower, it's got to get through all that, you know, that all that gunge. I'll put that politely, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah. So I believe that, you know, for a lot of us who are healers, we've got to work on ourselves to get ourselves in the right space to be able to hold space and facilitate other people's you know awakening if you like because you know most people who come for healing know that they've got some sort of blockage or some sort of imbalance or they need support somewhere with something but it's often on a very deep or energetic level that they're not quite 
almost fully conscious and aware of and it's just bringing their awareness to that point of when they're ready to be able to work through it and overcome it so my purpose is to facilitate that to help other people through healing and I wouldn't say that I've 100% nailed it yet because I'm on this journey of trying all these different wonderful modalities and some things fit some things don't and until you try you never really know um, and I, I know that now that my soul recognises things that are meant to be by the joy that I feel by connecting with them. Yeah. So the things that I feel passionate and happy and really can't get enough of, those are the things that are connected to my calling. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the things that I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm not really sure I want to do this. Those are the things that are there to try. And I know they're not for me. Yeah, yeah with me. Now I've connected to my guides. When I know it's really right, I can feel my guides get excited and they start the right between my shoulder blades and goes right the way down my back and across my shoulders. If they're really excited, it starts at my crown and goes right the way down. And if it's a no, I get it over my forehead and it's like a headache. And it's it's little things like that that will start to come. And I kept trying it through a lot of meditation and then I got this message speak for the unspoken and it took me a while to really nail it and of course I'm a communicator that's what I've done from corporate and I tried to leave that when when Covid started and went into lockdown I thought right I went through all this almost metamorphosis I'm not a consultant anymore I'm going to show just my law of attraction piece just my spiritual side and it wasn't gelling and when I got this download and I was thinking intuition universe, and then I realised it's my guides. They've been telling me for ages, and I haven't been listening. I'm to give a voice to the unspoken, which is why I do the podcast because I give a voice to everyone, and I amplify that through my communication skills, so it becomes a global message. My retreats are exactly the same as giving everyone a chance to speak. When I'm doing my power panels, it's bringing everyone on so that they can share their message. So. All the time I tried to stop the communicating, that's what was my true calling. And that's why I'd spent years in corporate. So I fully understood how to use the mechanics of sharing the message and just amplify it to get as far as possible. But you don't realise sometimes you try and push it away. Every part plays a purpose, doesn't it? It does. It does. And then when you know, when you know you're really doing what, what you're called to do, the happiness, the bliss, is it's just wonderful. And then everything, all the ideas just come down one after another and it just all falls into place. Wonderful. I'm, I get a bit passionate about it, you can tell, can't you? <laughs> wonderful, Lothel, because you've recognised where you are on the journey and the route that you've taken to come this far and what's meant to be. That's what's beautiful about it, because now, just like those wonderful hands behind you, I keep seeing a lotus flower as I look at that background. Yeah. It's like you're opening up and shining and sharing to the world and being a voice, a pearl of wisdom. Yep, exactly. And this is this is why the people that designed my logo, because all my corporate stuff for my limited company is all black with gold writing. And everyone used to say, oh, pearls, website is all corporate she's so corporate and then when I started working with spiritual 
people and with my spirituality, everyone's saying, but that's not you anymore. You're bright and everything. So now having the white background and all these colours and the hands holding the pearl in the lotus flower, that is me, Chris, like you say, it, it's birthing that idea, that dream, and it's helping people to share their wisdom. I mean, I know pearls of wisdom is just a phrase that everyone uses, but when I use it and people realise my name, they can see exactly where it's come from. It's not just a phrase, but it's, it's the meaning behind it and yep. it's your connected to your purpose. So it comes with an energy, doesn't it? It comes with a vibration, a feeling, a vibe. And that's a powerful thing to have a name that truly connects to who you are and what you do and the message that you share out into the world. I mean, and this is where, I mean, I know we're, we're both sharing and you're hearing more of my story, but it's just that I don't know if people, if you can see the necklace I'm wearing. Now, this I had commissioned from the lovely Ren Fernandez. She has Ren's Gems on Facebook. She took part in the Pearls of Wisdom retreat. I got, <laughs> I've got loads of stuff. I'm wearing my Herkimer's underneath. I've got Herkimer necklace and bracelet and earring set that she did. This one is Angelite Herkimer's um, freshwater pearls. So I've got yeah. angels, spirit guides, and of course pearls are the um, Magdalene rose line. So that tells you who I'm connected to. So you can see when I'm wearing that and um. She did me a bracelet to match with little wings on, and I've got two sets of earrings. I've got these and one set with little wings on the end as well. So it's yeah. and the energy when I opened them, they only turned up. See, I, I had I had a set made for Joe Duckfield and I gifted them to her. And Joe's turned up on Saturday, so she wore them all through the retreat. Oh, mine. Because they had to be signed for. I was busy running a retreat. I was running a panel and the doorbell went and I couldn't answer it. So because they had to have a signature, they couldn't leave it. So they took it away. I only got it delivered yesterday. But when I opened it, the energy from these crystals made me cry. It was so beautiful because the angel light is so gentle. You've got I mean, yes, there aren't many Herkimers in this. The necklace I'm wearing is Herkimers right the way round. I mean, they're massive. So I wear that. But when you wear these these gems and you know what they stand for, and, of course, I've got the angel wings with them. Yeah. And it just – because I'd seen – Ren had done something at Christmas for someone with the angel wings, and I kept thinking, I want a necklace in that, because she'd done it almost like a hanging in a home. Yeah. And she'd done it with rose quartz. And I said to her, I said, I want that in the necklace. And she says, Pearl, but it's big. I said, yeah, I know it's a statement. It's got to sit and really stand out. And then I said, I want angelite and I want pearls. And she said, yes. And then I said, and can we have Herkimer's as well? And she said, yes. And she's now going to do me Moldavite and Herkimer's as a set. Well, everybody's going crazy about Moldavite at the moment. Yeah. You know, everybody's, it's its like the next best thing, isn't it? And it's quite green, isn't it? And it's colour and it's vibrant. It's got really quite a strong vibration to it. Do you know what it reminds me of? That crystal, is it kryptonite out of Superman? It reminds me of kryptonite. That's what it is, because it, it's from meteors, isn't it? Well, and this, you have to be very careful where you source it, because there are some that say they are and they're not, which is why Ren's taking a bit longer to do that. And, like Joe Duckfield said to me, Pearl, Moldavite is supposed to move your transformation forward 
like it's like rocket fuel. Then you add Herkimers that are the strongest crystals there to connect to your spirit guides. And you're going to be wearing the two together. I said, yes, because I've been guided. That's what I've been told I need to do. Uh, I mean, I've worn all the, um, the, the amount of Herkimers I'm wearing at the minute. I've got used to it. But when I first put it on, you literally feel that buzz because you've got that connection to so many different things. Beautiful pieces of Hermica diamond from Crystal Buddha. Have you heard of Crystal Buddha in Nesbra? She yeah. gets the most beautiful shapes and, and different, you know, mm. unusual crystals. And I like that. Yeah. And those lovely pieces. Wait, do you find that working, if you put the aromatherapy with yeah. crystals, that must be so special, the energy between the two. You know, it's what I've really been, I've niched, kind of niched myself into with working with essential oils. Because with being a wellness advocate and aromatherapist, I love to share the power of essential oils because I know that they can help so many people. Um, but crystals is something that everybody loves and everybody's drawn to. And there's so many different ways now that we can bring the two together and what makes it even more so powerful is if you think crystals are, are a natural resource that are mined from the earth and essential oils are from the plants and the herbs and the trees and they're a natural product again from Mother Earth, bring them together. They come in perfect like synchronicity and harmony to help support the body on a physical and emotional and spiritual level. And some of the ways that I would use them together, maybe being like a diffu crystal diffuser bracelet, because mm. you can get beautiful crystal bracelets these days with lava beads on, where you can just put a drop or two of essential oil on. Mm. I've got a lovely necklace as well that I like to wear. It's, it's, you know, you can just put a couple of drops into the oil, into like the chamber of the crystal necklace. Yeah. Um, there's just, there are wonderful ways to bring them together. But my favorite as a therapist, is I do what I call a rose quartz facial and it is it's it's to die for it's my favorite thing um and it's you know it's you would be you've got the likes of rose hip carrier oil which is really good for the skin you've got rose essential oil which is really good for harmonizing the heart chakra and really good for the skin as well and good for his emotional support and just blend it together um, in a, like a facial routine, a relaxing massage, but also using rose quartz crystal wands mm -hmm. and putting those over the pressure points on the face. Oh, it's divine. Oh, that's fantastic. It's wonderful. And I'll combine it with like crystal, like a crystal healing treatment, you know, to harmonize all the chakras. Mm -hmm. But I tend to just use rose quartz for those because rose quartz is such a soothing and supportive stone. I couldn't imagine putting a moldavite on that. They'd fly off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to let you know because, well, you know, whenever I get anything made by Ren, I will always share it because she's done me a gorgeous pearl necklace freshwater pearls with hematite so i know that i'm grounded because oh, yeah. she was sharing on her page that she'd done some pearl bracelets and when i realized she worked with pearls i said you do know with a name like mine you have to do a set for me and she said yes she said what do you want i give her my budget i say right this is the budget this is what i'm thinking of she sometimes draw it as a picture she pull it together and she do and it's it's lovely because then you know exactly and it's like one of a kind and with this, with this set I did ask her I said look you can make similar but please never make it the same because this is something I commissioned and I wanted it special 
Yeah, don't blame you. It's nice to have something bespoke that, that has meaning and value to you. Yeah. Definitely. I'm but, lovely. But again, we've said if we're going back to the business side, you've got so there's yourself, there's myself, there's Ren. We're all doing what we love and we found a way to monetize it, to make a business out of it and to mm-hmm. give back and and serve others. And we found our calling. And it is, it's almost, no matter where it is in your life that you find that, and it might change. If if you get to the stage where you actually deliver on what you were working on, you might pivot and you might find with that you get more gifts. And so you take on more ideas. I mean, oh, yeah. do, do you find, I mean, like you've said, where you start your business and you're expanding and you're expanding and you're learning all the time, because I, I think you can't beat learning. You really can't. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I think you've got to learn to grow, haven't you? It's part and parcel of your work. You know, the more tools and experience you can bring into your work to help other people, that, you know, the more you grow as a person and might grow spiritually too. But it does definitely change. I mean, from the start of my journey into the world of, of studying a degree in acupuncture, I feel like I'm a completely different person to what I was three years ago, just in my own awareness and understanding and kind of, if anything, it's helped me kind of really step into who I am, you know, rather than just doing things because I needed to or had to. Now I get to choose what I want to do and, you know, I get to find the things that really make a difference and make mean something to me. So totally agree with you there, but it's only until you push yourself out of your comfort zone and go and learn new things, you find out what your calling is, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I at school, yes, I was very academic. I was down to go to Cambridge and study law, and I kind of met boys, and my my A-levels went out the window, so I didn't get the results <laughs> that I thought. So I did my degree as a mature student. Once the kids, once I'd had the kids and everything, that was it. And I thought, do I do law like I was to going to do? And then I thought, my passion's English. I love reading. So I did my degree in English. And at that time, for the, the three years, so I did a full-time degree with my kids. And I was going through my divorce and I set up my first company all in those same three years. And it's amazing what you learn. And with with an English degree, you can take it anywhere because you can write a reasoned argument. You can write about marketing. I can communicate because I can write that message and I'm publishing quality written work. It's just finding the time to write that book because the stories I could tell. But it is, it's all from that. And yet my daughter, she's the one that did the law in the end. She did uh, first and second degree in law. So it it, it comes around when you do it, it's amazing. You don't realise, but it's doing what you want to do. And I think it's now when we said with the lockdown where things change and there's so much positivity, retrain, find something. It might be that someone, you might have been an employee and the business maybe hasn't survived because lockdown has lasted so long and you might have got a redundancy. Use that redundancy money to throw it into your passion. Start up a business and giving back into the community. You'd be growing. And who knows, you could be to a stage where you actually start to grow and you want to take on um, like employees and everything. So you're bringing back to the community and actually putting employment in. So that's a positive story. 
out of all the negativity we hear on the TV and everything, because no matter what, you always find people that survive when there's been hardship. Us humans have got a strength in our spirit. Yeah. You know, we come through some really dark and challenging times, but I think it makes us all stronger and more grateful for our challenges and our strengths, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, where you were saying with the aromatherapy and everything, what would you recommend to the listeners if they were thinking, right, where do we go in our careers to make the right choice? Is there a certain essence or scent we'd be looking to that if we were going to meditate on it that's going to bring you the clarity you want well the, I see I work with oils in a different capacity here because there's right. a blend that I can recommend that I just absolutely adore and it's called Balin so it's a proprietary blend it's not a single essential oil as such right. um, but it's absolutely beautiful it's perfect for meditation and it just it's so grounding um, but if you were looking at a single essential oil to meditate with, it would be frankincense for me because it just be- frankincense is just absolutely beautiful. And it's known as the oil of truth as well. So it can really just help you connect to your own truth, you know, your own soul's wisdom to kind of help steer you on the right track forward. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's an oil that's been used for thousands of centuries as well. If you think of the ancient Egyptians, and the Middle East, they use it in, in incense, in rituals, you know, for meditation, for prayer. So it's perfect. Oh, I love that. I'm, you know I'm going to be reaching out and saying, can you send me some after this? I will send you some. I'll send you some. And you can give me the details of that lady who makes your beautiful necklaces and I'll, send you, and, and I'll get your address and I'll send you some essential oil. And It's incredible just to even i love even wearing it you know um and one of the things i love about the the blend that i work with not that i particularly want to promote one company but the blend that i work with it's it's you know it's tested as a pure essential oil i put it in my face cream you know because it's so good for your skin if you think of all the high-end facial creams that we can buy on the market they've all got a majority of them all got frankincense in it because of its skin renewal properties yeah Oh, I'd bathe in this stuff if I could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. And it's so good to actually know that that is then what we're sharing to the listeners. Yeah. They they can try all this. They, they're getting you all You can, but one, as an aromatherapist, what I would say is never try it neat because, you yeah. know, the skin's sensitive. We can have a reaction and I wouldn't want anyone to go away and have a reaction to an essential oil that I've recommended they use. So I always dilute it with a bit of fractionated coconut oil. You know, even you can you can put it in your face cream. You can put a couple of drops into your face cream. You can put, you know, there's lots of different other oils you can put into your shampoos, your body lotions, things like that. But just be mindful of a little it goes a long way and also that if you have any reaction to stop using it you know yeah yeah and that that makes an awful lot of sense I mean I tend to use a diffuser with my oil so it puts it out there like when I'm doing a lot of speaking I'll have a diffuser with like a breathing blend sometimes I put a bit of peppermint in it as well so that I know it's going to sort of clear the air and it helps my throat and keeps it moist because it just helps doesn't it it does and do you know what's really nice because you do a lot of public speaking don't you yeah put it try a bit of spearmint in your diffuser if you've got any because spearmint's really good for opening up that communication and helping you to just communicate more clearly but keeping 
your throat energy center you know clear and, and and functioning the way it should be but also giving you a bit of confidence too emotionally for an oil this is absolutely wonderful and i've just seen the time i can't believe this where's the hour gone it's just shop <laughs> it's been lovely to talk to you pearl so thank you for having me on Thank you so much. What I'm going to do, I am going to bring it back to International Women's Day and I'm going yeah. to ask you, could you tell me, Deanna, there'll be the, the topic for 2021 for International Women's Day organisation is choose to challenge. So I'm asking all of my ladies this. Deanna, what do you choose to challenge, please? I choose to challenge uh, women to step into their power and embrace who they really are and go after their dreams and their aspirations oh that is absolutely beautiful and I couldn't agree more that is such a wonderful message to tie to International Women's Day and to empower any woman listening and I say to any anyone that's listening to this podcast if you've got people that you think this will resonate with please share it because you might listen and you might find that you've got children in your or, or you've got your children or friends children might be of a stage where they're thinking right yes how can we move forward and this is going to your message is going to empower them so I ask the listeners to share that and if if you've got time are you able to do a card for the listeners are you able to oh, do yeah. it as a card for the listeners oh, let's do it a card for the collective let me just pull them out Give them a little bit of a shuffle. Oh, that flew out. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with the one that flew out because I'm a big believer in that the cards attract go where they're needed. Yes. So the card, the essential oil I've got is Neroli, but the mantra, it's the oil of relationships. So I'm very mindful that coming out of lockdown, we're seeing loved ones again. You know, we've been very restricted. We haven't been able to see those that we care about as much as we would like to have done. And this essential oil comes with a message of bringing love and harmony back into our relationships and back into our lives, helping us to nurture our relationships around us, you know, and strengthen them as well. And it's it's about reconnecting to the people who matter to you, but connecting on a really deep level, uh, more so than before, because I think that absence brings a bit of an appreciation, doesn't it? You know, what is it to say? Absence makes a heart grow fonder. And that's so true. Um, and it's got a gorgeous little mantra on it. So let me share the mantra. It says, I welcome harmony and love into all my relationships. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful oil of Neroli. Um, and if you haven't seen the other side, they do tell you a little bit more about the oil and how to use them. But just wanted to share the message and the, you know, the the energy behind the card and why it's come forward. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm going to ask you one last question, lovely lady. <laughs> this has been such a wonderful episode. Would you be a regular guest? Would we be able to put you in the schedule? Because there's so oh, many Because we didn't really even touch on auras or anything. And when your book comes out, can we, I will get my assistant to reach out and book time with you so we know exactly when and see if we can do just a thing. And we will take that that interview we will take live onto Facebook so we can talk about it so you can share everything is that okay well, with you? wonderful thank you Pearl really appreciate that 
that would be lovely. It just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you. I am so grateful to have thank you on the podcast and the energy, the energy on this this episode is wonderful. It's so high vibe and I think it's going to resonate with so many people listening. So thank you so, so much. Thank you, Pearl. It's been a pleasure and it's been lovely to connect with you and share share this space and, and, you know, hear about your story too. So it's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.